0: Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be with you every Monday through Friday, typically 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We're starting a little bit back today, so we appreciate your patience with us ad-libbing this morning here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. appreciate you tuning in to the broadcast, and we have an awesome show coming up for you today, ecstatic about the opportunity to be able to share some time with you here on the airwaves of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora this morning. As we officially get set with the first four being all complete, we have the round of 64, and and I call it like the official start. The first four is great, and I love watching the first four, and I got to be with the first four games last season in Dayton, Ohio, and I thought it was great. But at the same time, you know, the round of 64 for me, that's when we actually get started. So we're officially getting things going right now. And I am putting everything out here to you on video right now as we get set to join you here on video in three, two, and one. We are officially in the Wake Up Call studios now on facebook.com backslash live now DT. So you can watch us on Facebook right now, facebook.com backslash live now DT. And of course, you're listening on mixlr.com backslash call DT. I want to thank everybody for being a part of the show and for all that you do to make it possible. I want to show you that love here for those of you that are watching. I want to thank all the companies we're proud to work with. You see some new logos have been added to this. I want to thank Carvel DeWitt, Honda City of Liverpool, the Wildcat Sports Pub, as well as Canine Campground Dog Boarding and Doggy Daycare, Utica Pizza Company, Frightmare Farms, Home Team Pub, Dry Sig Apparel and Dry Sig Lady, Fan Hands, The Press Room Pub, Chew by Hilton Camillus, The Painting with a Twist, DeWitt, the Penn and Trophy Center, Syracuse Stallions, and the Museum of Intrigue. I want to thank each and every single one of these companies for working with with Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So many thank you. And a much appreciation for being a part of the show and for working with us here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora and with Dan Tortora Broadcast Media. So thank you so much for all that you do to be a part of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora and help to make the show possible. I want to let everybody know that I also thank you for listening here live every Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Starting a little bit later today, but our typical schedule is every Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 Eastern Time time, that's what you're going to see 99.9% of the time on MixLR.com backslash dt outside of holidays and travel and whatnot. Once the shows go live, you can search them on the archive. Once they are live and finished up, they'll go to the archive of Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, the RSS feed, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and more. So make sure that you're checking us out on those wonderful venues that we have. And you can get to all those venues by going to wakeupcalldt.com and simply on the homepage of wakeupcalldt.com. You can click on any one of those logos and it'll take you straight to them. So thank you for all that you do and thank you for being a part of the broadcast. I cannot thank you enough for that and I appreciate it tremendously. On today's broadcast, we are going to, throughout the show, we're going to be doing my bracket release. So I will be releasing my brackets and I'm very excited about this. So my tournament bracket release will be happening on today's broadcast and at 10 a.m. Eastern time in just about 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by Amani Free. Amani Free will be joining the show and I cannot wait for the opportunity to have Amani back on the broadcast. Amani, Played for CNS. She's born and raised in Central New York. She's a Central New York native. And by the grace of God and God working in mysterious ways, she is going to be coming back here. And she'll have the opportunity as a true freshman with Quinnipiac to come back here with the Bobcats and face off inside of the first round of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament in Syracuse. So Syracuse Orange Women's Basketball Team, being a three seed, they get to host the first and second rounds of the tournament, and one of the teams they're hosting is Quinnipiac, and Imani Free plays for Quinnipiac and used to be in the Dome when she played for CNS. She'll be back in the Dome, back in familiar territory, back in the, her native central New York and have an opportunity to move forward in front of her fans and her family, and it's just a, it's really an awesome opportunity and an awesome story. And so we're getting some questions coming in already on our live feed here on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt. And the the reality of it all is, if if you have not become a member on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt, you're missing out because members, first of all, it's free. Second of all, you get the opportunity to do to do two awesome things. When you're a member, you could chat with me in the live chat room as the show's going on, which is what Johnny is doing with us right now. And you have the opportunity to get an email every single time the show goes live, so you'll never miss a live show again. You get the email, you open it, you listen to the show. It's as simple as that. So membership has its privileges. Quick emails to listen to the live stream anywhere in the world. And you get to chat with us in the live chat room. Johnny just asked, in your opinion, is Syracuse in trouble? We're not the same team without Frank running the offense. And the thing about Frank, you know, that, that some, some I don't know if I want to call them Syracuse fans, but, you know, there's, there's people out there that hate on Frank, you know, and so we don't need Frank Howard and he's not that good and who cares and it's not going to change anything and he's not that important to the game. If you think that Frank Howard is not important to Syracuse, you're insane you're insane. If you think that Frank Howard is not important to Syracuse, you're not paying attention. Well, Danny's not that good. He doesn't have to be a great offensive player to be important. When a guy is not on the sideline, when he's not in the locker room, when he's not out there with the team, that changes things. That changes things that happen. I mean, when you have somebody on your team, especially somebody who's a senior, who's been there this entire time, he's a voice. And when that voice is not there, there's a void. And when that void, you know, it's and it's because that's the thing. It's not about just scoring points. It's about who they are to the team. And this team has little to no leadership this year. And if they're going to have any of it, you look at your point guard. You look at your senior, right? You look at Frank. So without Frank Howard, it's it's going to be a tough road. Orange Avengers said, hashtag in Beheim, we trust, hashtag my buddy. So, you know, I, I, listen. You know that I'm always going to be honest with you, born and raised in Syracuse, covered Syracuse for a very, very long time, have watched Syracuse all my life, but I'm not here to lie, I'm not here to sugarcoat, I'm here to tell you the truth. And the truth of the matter is, I don't think Syracuse is going far in this year's tournament. I don't think that they're going to make it out of this little pod, so to speak. I you know, everybody's, oh, what's gonna what's gonna be the game against Gonzaga? I don't you know. Baylor I was talking to Rob Drummond about it last night. Baylor is third in the country in defensive efficiency. And we struggle to score in general sometimes, especially against good defenses. So if Syracuse struggles to score and Syracuse has issues in facing off against somebody and man-to-man and what This is the thing about Syracuse basketball. They struggle going up against teams that play good defense. They don't get off of the defense. When, when they're out on the three-point line, which Syracuse loves to live there, and I don't get it because... You rely on the toughest shot to be the shot that you want to take the whole game. It doesn't make any sense. You don't attack the basket enough. But when Syracuse is out on the three-point line and a defender simply puts a hand in their face, stays on them, stays big, stays long, they can't beat guys, man, one-on-one. More often than not, they don't beat guys one-on-one. And... Baylor's third in defensive efficiency. So if Syracuse struggles whenever they're fronted with a good defense, they got a good defense in this game against Baylor. But the thing about a lot of people is they don't know who Baylor is, and they go, "Ah, eh, it's Baylor. Eh, it's Baylor. Who cares about Baylor? Syracuse should care about Baylor. They're a good team. And this Syracuse team this season... Coming off of last season, five and a half players last season, right? Half a player for Brahma Sidibe because he wasn't 100%. Five and a half players last season. Five and a half. This season you have 10, and it's not working. Because there's not consistency in a cohesive group. Being together, playing for each other, collective mind, collective heart. They don't have it this year. They don't have it. They don't have centralized leadership this year. And I'm not trying to piss people off. I'm trying to be real. We have to have this conversation. We have to have this conversation. The reality of it all is that Syracuse this season has not lived up in any way, shape, or form to what people thought on paper. I thought that this team could be a team that would go to the Sweet 16 again. Minimum. I thought if this team played as good as they could, they could be a Final Four team. At the beginning of the season, I thought, Sweet 16, maybe Final Four. Now I look at this team and I go, "Mm, if they get to the round of 32, good for them. Because they don't play together. There's no leadership. There's no leadership. Tyus takes over in some games, he gets lost in other games. O'Shea Brissett has been a shell of what he was last year. He's not making his jump shots. He's attacking the basket good sometimes. He's erratic other times. Frank Howard's offense has gone away relatively more often than not. Jalen Carey's not even given a, given a chance to make a mistake, which I think is insane, because he's the truest of the point guards that you're going to have on the team, and yet he doesn't get to play. Marek Dolezal is doing everything he's supposed to do, and nobody is copying that. Pascal Chukwu has his moments. But Pascal Chuku's arguably the best free throw shooter on the team, and he's seven foot two. How is that possible that guys aren't making free throws? And that the backcourt of Syracuse isn't making free throws. Buddy Bayheim has stepped up in a huge way, but defense has got to get better. You know, we look at this team this year, and there are so many things that should have improved from the beginning to now, and they haven't. Buddy has improved offensively. But our ball handling has not improved. Our boxing out has not improved. Our free throws have not improved. Our defense has not improved. So, in order for Syracuse to move forward, they have to, in this moment, decide that they're all going to band together and come together. Now, they did that without Tyus. They did that without Tyus. They came together. They said, no, Tyus. We're gonna win this turn ACC tournament game. We're gonna make it happen. If they can do that without Frank, that was the one game where I saw a collective mind, a collective heart, a collective group. I saw, I saw a brotherhood. People fighting for each other. That's what they have to do. People ask me, what do you think about what do you think about Syracuse? Is Syracuse in trouble, Dan? What do you think? How far can they go, Dan? What do you think? What do you think? What's going on? What's going wrong? What are they not doing right, Dan? And I can throw statistics at you. And I can tell you a bunch of different things. I could tell you free throws matter. And people that laugh that off are idiots. In my opinion, Syracuse loses by 8, misses 10 free throws. High. <laughs> and I would say that about any team. There was one game where Dwight Howard missed 12 free throws, the team lost by 10, and he wanted to talk about how great he is. You missed 12 free throws, bro. You're a huge part of why your reason why your team just lost. Because the other team knew if they put you on the line, they got nothing to worry about. There is on this Syracuse team, there are so there's so there's so many talented players, and these guys are you know these guys are great guys. I've got I've had the opportunity to spend a ton of time with Frank and and around Tyus and around O'Shea, and you know I've gotten to spend time with Buddy and a ton of time with Buddy as he was coming into Syracuse and. You know, obviously gotten to speak with Jalen Carey and spent time with Marek Dolajai and Barama Sidibe and Pascal Chuku. I've been around these guys, you know, and and you want them to get it together. Make a run. Syracuse is in the tournament. They're dangerous, right? Whenever Syracuse is in the tournament, they could do anything because, you know, the the rule of thumb to the committee is don't let them in. Because if you let them in, they could do the unthinkable, the unimaginable. And I've been the person in 2016 and last season, you know, last season they grew on me. In 2016, I was one of the only people in America, if not the only person in America, that thought that they were going to be a strong team, a team that could finish at the top of the ACC and do what they did. I was laughed off in 2016 when they made it to the Final Four and nobody wanted to talk to me. The paper wrote an article about me being a mystery man hiding my picks in the preseason. I didn't hide my picks. I posted them on my website immediately, put them out there to everybody for free. But when the team got better and better and better and better and better in 2016, nobody wanted to do a follow-up article. The paper didn't want to talk to me, so I put out a thing and said, hey, in case you forgot what I said at the beginning of the season, here you go, because I'm sitting in Houston as the only person that had a right to go, hey, I said this. Hey, I thought this team was going to be that good. I thought that this team and North Carolina were going to be the top of the ACC. Now they account for half of the Final Four. But nobody wanted to talk about that because they don't want to talk about when you're right. They want to bash you when you're wrong. And prediction-wise, you're not going to be right every time. I thought that this team could be a Sweet 16 team. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I don't. I thought in the beginning of the year that it could. I don't think it's going to happen now. But this team is capable of doing anything. This team is capable of surprising anybody. They just have to play together. Better defense is a given. Not taking so many threes is a given. Knowing how to beat the zone when you friggin' are the zone, is is it's insane to me that they don't beat the zone. There's so many things to talk about when it comes to Syracuse, but the reality of it all and the biggest thing is 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 something that is not statistics. It is here, and it is here, and that is mind and heart. It's playing together. It's being cohesive. It's it's playing for your brothers. It is, it is taking this game and banding together and putting your arms around each other and saying, we got this. We have to do this. That's how Syracuse teams win. The Syracuse Cinderella teams, the Syracuse teams that do the unthinkable, unimaginable, impossible are the ones who play for each other, love each other, have a collective mind, a collective heart, I mean, last season, it was all about heart. It was all about us against the world. That's how Syracuse treated it. They have to be like that now. And for some reason, they've lost it somewhere along the way this season. And they got to get it back. They got to get it back. Because if they don't get it back, what's going to happen? They're coming home. And I want to also mention the fact that when we talk about Syracuse basketball and everybody's worried about the men's team, the women's team, mind you, is a three-seed. They earn the right to play the beginning of the tournament at home because of how highly seated they are. So we talk about this, that, and the other, and I want people to understand the women's basketball team at Syracuse is 24-8. They won 11 out of 16 games in the ACC. 11 out of 16 games in the ACC. They're 10 and 3 at the dome, 6 and 4 on the road, 8 and 1 on Neutral Court. That means that they are 14 and 5 away from the dome and 10 and 3 at the dome. And you should go out to those games if you're going to be in town. We're going to take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. So for those of you listening on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, we'll take a step aside. And for those of you here on video, join us on our second video, which will be coming up in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. We appreciate you being here every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. appreciate you listening into the show and being a part of of the broadcast and thank you so much for all the support that you give not just here in the community but all throughout the country and the world and i'm very excited to say that here as we come back live on video as well on facebook.com backslash live now dt that it is my opportunity my honor and my privilege to be welcoming back to the show amani free now amani free played for the CNS North Stars, and then went off for a little bit, got some experience outside of our community, came back to the North Stars, and is now playing for Quinnipiac. And she, it just in, in, in the strange way, you know, God works in mysterious ways type of thing, and we were just talking about it off the air, is the fact that the women's basketball team for Quinnipiac, anywhere they could have gone to play, and they are playing in Syracuse as the Syracuse Orange women's team gets to host the first and second rounds of the tournament, and not only does Syracuse get to host that, but Syracuse has an opportunity of playing Quinnipiac in the next round. Syracuse takes on Fordham, and then South Dakota State will take on Quinnipiac. Whoever wins those two games will be facing off against one another in the second round of the tournament. So, Amani is coming home, and I appreciate the opportunity that we have this morning to speak with Amani here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satorras. So, without further ado, let's bring her in to the show, and I very much appreciate her taking some time with us this morning. Amani, how you doing today? I'm
1: doing well. How are you?
0: Doing well, and Amani, you know, first and foremost, when you got the news, I mean, you're sitting there on Selection Monday, wondering what's going to happen. When you saw that your team is coming to Syracuse, just what went through your mind?
1: I was excited. I thought to myself, wow, I get to play at home for college, and it's going to be a great experience.
0: And to have that opportunity, I mean, did you ever think that something like that would happen? That out of everywhere you could play in the country, you would end up back in Syracuse?
1: No, it did not. I did not think I would come back home. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, what do you think about it? What was the conversation? Because I know that that Dad is is always, you know, connecting with what you're doing and paying attention and whatnot. Did Dad call you almost immediately when that happened?
1: (laughs) He sent me a text message and said, you're coming home. How's it feel? And I said, it feels great.
0: And so for you to have this opportunity, when you played for the North Stars and for those that are watching on Facebook Live right now, they could see – a picture of that. When you played for the North Stars, you got to play inside of the Carrier Dome, and you were obviously playing for something very, very important inside of the Dome. Just just what you can say about coming back to the Dome, knowing that you've been there for big games in high school before, just what it's what it's like to come back into familiar territory.
1: Uh, it's kind of the same feeling. You know that this is an important game. It's do or die, and you have to work hard and willing to win.
0: And so... As you come back into the Carrier Dome, what do you like about the Dome? I mean, the Dome is something special to collegiate basketball, men's and women's side of things. What do you think about the venue? I mean, obviously you're coming back home, but at the same time, what do you like about the Dome?
1: I like the atmosphere. Um, When the fans come, you can hear them cheering. It's loud. You get to experience how much people are going to scream at you and how much you really have to focus into the game.
0: And and when you see this speaking here with Amani Free, who played for C N S and now is a true freshman for Quinnipiac, and Quinnipiac is coming to the first round of the N C A A tournament in Syracuse, hoping to move on to the second round, which is also going to be in Syracuse. To to know that you're going to be playing up against a team like South Dakota State, I mean, obviously South Dakota State. Is, is farther away and, and Quinnipiac is not that far, you know, down the road, so to speak. I, and, and so for you to be coming out of Connecticut, do you expect and anticipate there to be fans, you know, kind of traveling here because it's a Northeast game? Do you feel like you're going to get some, you know, Quinnipiac love in the crowd, so to speak?
1: Uh, yes, I do. I believe that our fans are very dedicated to us in all sports at Quinnipiac and that they're going to be willing to
0: travel. What's it been like playing for this Quinnipiac team? I know that obviously there's a bunch of seniors on the team and you've had to wait your turn and, and you know you get some minutes here and there, but what's what's this first year been like for you?
1: It's been a great experience. I trust all my teammates and they trust me. And it's been amazing
0: to be able to experience this with all of them. What have they taught you? What can you say you've taken away from your teammates so far?
1: Leadership, how to continue to cheer someone on, pick some teammates up when they're getting down, and just being a hard teammate in practice on the court every day.
0: And with you being so used to obviously getting out there and and playing and being a big part of teams in high school and whatnot, does it humble you when – you, you have to kind of wait your turn and earn your keep, so to speak?
1: Yes, it gives you a perspective that, hey, I understand that I'm new here and I have to earn a spot, but it just pushes you to work harder.
0: And we look at this team, this this Quinnipiac team, and, and I want to uh, bring up the schedule here as everybody is, is watching here on Facebook Live to show everyone this. The team is 26-6 and six overall, and you have 26 wins and are currently on a 21-game winning streak. So, 26 wins in the season, 21 of them have come in a row. Just what you could say about being a part of that, a 21-game winning streak as you come into the NCAA tournament?
1: (laughs) It's been hard work and dedication to the game from each and every one of us on the team.
0: And we go back to, you know, the last time the team had lost. You played Central Florida on December 30th and lost 47-45 in a very close game. I, I... December 30th, you have not lost a game in 2019. Just what that what that does for the team, what the atmosphere has been like, what you remember about losing that game by two points on December 30th because after that the team has taken off.
1: Uh, It was hard losing that game, but we all realized, hey, we just need to take out what we need to get better, see what we need to work on, put it in practice, and then get better for the next game.
0: What what has kind of led to this twenty one game winning streak at Quinnipiac in in your in your mind? I mean, you you have you have the win over Richmond on December nineteenth, and then the loss to UCF after that. There was a time period where this team lost three of four, three of four off Central Michigan, Princeton were both losses. Richmond was a victory, and then UCF was a loss. After losing three of four, the twenty one game winning streak began with Fairfield University. What would you attribute to that turnaround in the season what happened
1: uh the coaching staff pushed us really hard in practice we tuned in and we really focused up knowing that we want to do well this season and excel
0: and the buy-in of the team did it did it just feel different i mean did, did something it could you sense some type of a change there you know at the end of 2018 beginning of 2019 did you just i mean outside of just you know buying in collectively and whatnot Did you feel like maybe the message changed from the coaching staff? Did the players just – I mean, what happened to to kind of you know bring that air of change because this team has not only played well, you haven't lost?
1: We realized that it was getting closer to March Madness time and that we need to really juice it up a little bit more. That's our phrase for the year, juice up and get focused in and really get in tune with everything, so little details – the coaching staff focused on little details, focused, <clears throat> made us really focus in practice and pushed us.
0: And looking at the MAC tournament, the MAAC, speaking here with Imani Free, true freshman on Quinnipiac's team for women's basketball that will be coming to the dome for the first round and hopefully the second round. If they advance, they would be staying here as well. When we go back to the MAC tournament, you won the MAC tournament, so you know put yourself in a position, obviously, to get into the NCAA tournament. Defeated Fairfield University, who was ranked ninth in the country at the time. Defeated Monmouth University, who I mean, when we look at Fairfield University, part of me that was ranked there was nine inside of that. You defeat them in the quarters. You defeat Monmouth. You defeat Marist. You didn't just win these games. You defeated Fairfield by just shy of twenty points. You defeated Monmouth by almost forty points, and you defeated Marist by thirty. Just, just what that says. I mean, not only did you win the MAC tournament, but you blew teams out in that. I mean, just what happened in the tournament. Now, I mean, it, it seems like as the season's gone on, the team has just come with more fire and, like you said, juiced up, so to speak.
1: Yes, we really did.
0: You know, and what, what, what was it in that tournament to see how strong this this team has played? I mean, to take on teams that you're used to seeing in the MAC, and you didn't just beat them; you beat them heavily, handily. Just, to, you know, why why was this team coming out the way that they did, in your opinion? How did Quinnipiac not only win these games, but win them by 30-point margins, almost a 40-point margin?
1: Uh, in practices, we really focus in on film, and then on the court, we would pay attention to little details with every team, put it into action, and then we went out on the court for the games, and we just put it into
0: play. So you have South Dakota State coming up. What do you know about South Dakota State?
1: Uh, we're not sure yet. We're watching film
0: today, so you'll you'll get to know them and kind of get to know what it is. On the other side of it, Syracuse is there in the bracket, and you're going to be inside of the carry dome like we spoke about, and you'll be around family again. We we talk about you know family all the time, and I know that dad has been a big part of of you know your training and everything like that. What do you think about this moment to know that you're going to be in front of your family and you're going to have the opportunity to have your own cheer section, so to speak?
1: <laughs> it's a great experience. I'm really excited to be in it.
0: And what is this first season of college basketball taught you, Amani? I know that you've you know always grown and always learned something from when you were little coming up through the ranks and whatnot. What, what have you been learning this season?
1: I've learned that I need to continue to work hard and just push myself as well as my teammates just to get better every day.
0: And who would you say are some of the leaders on your team right now?
1: Everyone has a role. Everyone's
0: a leader. So everybody on that team has a piece. And, and to you, you know, having that collective group and that collective unit bringing each other up and whatnot, just what you could say about your head coach and, and what they've done to make sure that this team is one cohesive group.
1: She believes in all of us. She pushes us to be our best, and we believe in her, so we trust her process.
0: And what's been her message to you?
1: <laughs> Work hard, focus, be relentless, and be juiced up.
0: And, and, and you know, to, to, to speak on, as we are speaking on your head coach, Trisha. just, you know, what can you say about Trisha as a head coach? Does she remind you of anybody you've had before, or is she truly unique, in your opinion?
1: She is truly unique. I'm Glad that I got to experience it with
0: her. That coming from Amani Free. Imani will be prepared here as we get set forward. Quinnipiac will be coming to the Carrier Dome for the first portion of the NCAA Tournament. Imani is returning home. Quinnipiac is looking to take on South Dakota State and make this 21-game winning streak go to 22 and so on and so forth. Imani, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the broadcast, and I know the community is looking forward to seeing you come back, and I hope nothing but the best for Quinnipiac. I'll be at the game covering it. So I'll see you soon, and God bless with everything, and please travel safe.
1: Thank you. God bless you too.
0: That coming from Amani Free once again here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Wake Up Call DT.com, your one stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. I gotta give a shout out to my family in Spain. Not Spain, not like Spain, Illinois, or Spain, New York, or Spain, whatever. Real, real Spain. And, you know, the the Caracals and the Gutierrez family. I want That's my curling my R's. You know, I, it's funny. Jordan sits here, he goes, I can't I can't curl my R's. I was like, I think it's just maybe you have to have Hispanic... I don't I don't necessarily think you have to have Hispanic blood to be able to do it. It helps. But, you know, shout out to the Caracal family because they watch Wake Up Call live. Every time I do a video... I don't even tell them. I never tell them. I never say, I'm doing a video you want to watch. I never do it. They see me on Facebook. They see the video. And they listen. And they watch. To almost every single, I think it's every single one of them. It's like 99% of the time, at least. So at the very least. So to my family in Spain, the country of Spain that watches and listens to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, I cannot thank you enough. I love you all and I appreciate you. And I look forward someday to being able to be in the same room with you and break bread together. So God bless to my family in Spain and to everybody out there. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We're going to take a step aside so you're watching on this video. This one featured Amani Free. Amani Free is coming back with Quinnipiac. She's coming back to familiar territory, and she'll be here hanging out inside of the Carrier Dome with the Quinnipiac Bobcats trying to defeat South Dakota State. Quinnipiac is on a 21-game winning streak. They've won 26 games out of the 32 they've had. They're 26 and 6, and they're on a 21 game winning streak, including winning their conference tournament, the MAC tournament, MAAC, defeating Fairfield, Monmouth, and Marist, defeating Fairfield by 15, Monmouth by 38, and Marist by 30 en route to facing off against South Dakota State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I want to thank Amani, as always, for being a part of the show. She's a tremendous human being that comes from a family that I know cares so very much, and I know that they will be at the Dome, and I know that they're excited, and I know that this is an awesome experience. Syracuse will take on Fordham, the three against the 14, respectively, and number six seeded South Dakota State will take on 11 seeded Quinnipiac. Whoever wins the South Dakota State-Quinnipiac game will face off against the winner of Syracuse-Fordham. That game will also be at the Carrier Dome. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on dt.com your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. as we take a step aside here on the internet radio airwaves. We will end this video and begin a new one. So if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you know the drill. We'll end this video. We'll start a new video. So stay with me here on Facebook.com backslash live now DT. When I come back, I will officially unveil my NCAA tournament bracket right after this. This is a wake up call fast break. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com The thrill of gaming, adventure, and achievement collide at the Museum of Intrigue, located on the third floor in Destiny USA in Syracuse, New York. Open seven days a week, the Museum of Intrigue offers over 25 untold stories and is ever-growing and changing. For more information, call 855-653-7227 or reserve your story today at museumofintrigue.com. Spark your curiosity at the Museum of Intrigue, where you will never have the same experience twice.
1: news the press room pub located on 220 harold place in historic harold square in downtown syracuse is where entertainment and sports become one trivia is every tuesday at 7 p.m with host dan tortora sports are always on from every angle at the press room pub the main floor features a full bar and restaurant with two private party rooms featuring games a colossal television and more so head out for lunch dinner or a drink and plan your parties with the press room pub 220 harold place in downtown Syracuse. Call 315-569-4345 for more information. The Press Room awaits you.
0: Utica Pizza Company spells family, your family, my family Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and I appreciate you tuning in to the Wake Up Call Airwaves every Monday through Friday here from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on WakeUpCallDT.com's homepage where the live mixlr feed is embedded, and of course directly on mixlr.com backslash wake call dt mixlr the lr stands for live radio, so mix live radio mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt. It's that part of the show. I do this every single year. I do my brackets release, and I do it. I send it out to everybody. We're doing it up even bigger this year. Normally, we put it on the airwaves of. Wake up call with Dan Satora on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. This year we're putting it on those airwaves and simultaneously putting it on video right here for all of you. Hello, on Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash live now DT. We're inside of the Wake Up Call with Dan TorTora studios, and it is time to unveil my bracket. So I will be showing you my picks as they happen right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satorra. So let's get into it. And so my bracket is going to start off, as we all do, we're going to start off in the east portion of the bracket. So let's get that rolling here right now as I unveil my bracket officially to you this morning. We're going to start off in the east. <clears throat> so this is obviously the 2019 east bracket. We found out that North Dakota State is going to be playing Duke. And so I'm going to advance the teams that I believe are going to be winning here, and you're going to see me write them in as we go. So I am going with Duke. So those of you that are listening in, if you're watching on facebook.com backslash live now DT, you can see my bracket here. Mike said, go Syracuse all the way. So if you're watching, you can see me fill out the bracket as we go. If you're listening, you're going to hear it. So either way that you're enjoying the show this morning, thank you so much for tuning in. So I'm advancing Duke over North Dakota State. At the beginning of the season, I was asked before a game was played, before a ball bounced, it was, Dan, who do you think has the best chance of winning a national championship this year in D1 men's basketball? And my answer was Duke. You're asking me this morning? (laughs) I think Duke's got a good chance of winning it. So the way I felt in the preseason, I feel maybe even more so now. So I said Duke before any games were played. I still feel Duke. A team that is underestimated. Now, the 8-9 matchup is an extremely difficult one to choose. But I am going with UCF. UCF is a strong team. And I think that a lot of people overlook UCF. I think a lot of people don't even pay attention to what UCF is doing and in my opinion, I think that UCF has an opportunity to uh, at least win this game. I don't think anybody's beaten Duke coming out of this bracket necessarily, but I want to give credit to the UCF Knights and what they've been able to put forward. They went 23 and 8 this season, had themselves a strong season and when you look at you know just statistically of it all obviously one of the people that uh, that people take a you know pay a lot of attention to is is Taco Taco Fall and, and Taco Fall is he's a center 7 foot 6 is Taco and he's on the team so he's just fun to watch in all honesty and so I got Duke going up against UCF in the round of 32. The next piece of my bracket to fill out for you here is Mississippi State going up against Liberty. This is going to, the 5-12 matchup has flipped. You almost don't want to be a 12 seed, or you don't want to be a 5 seed, I should say, anymore. The 5-12 has actually aided the 12 more than the 5 in recent history, and this is my first upset of the, well, Yeah, technical, it's my my first upset. I mean the eight nine matchup, I guess you could say UCF, but I don't consider the eight nine to be an upset because of how closely they are. But I'm going with Liberty. So I'm choosing Liberty to advance in my bracket here over Mississippi State. And then, you know, the Billikins, which like I said, the Billikens aren't only a college basketball team, they're also the villains of the Gummy Bears in the former Disney cartoon. And if you don't believe me, go watch and look at the uncanny resemblance between the Billikens and the Gummy Bears villains. So St. St. Louis, they're back in the tournament, makes them dangerous. But you know you got Buzz Williams with Virginia Tech. So I'm going Virginia Tech. So we got Duke going up against UCF in the round of 32 in my bracket. Liberty going up against Virginia Tech in my bracket. And that's how we start things off so far here in the Wake Up Call brackets release. This is my official bracket. It's going into the Wake Up Call Bracket Challenge, and I want to make sure that everybody can join in here on the Bracket Challenge. So I'm going to send you the info right now. We, as of last night, were in the top nine bracket pools in the entire world. Let me say that again. We are in the top nine bracket pools in the world We were the highest bracket connected to the Syracuse logo because you can connect them to a college team. So we're the highest Syracuse bracket. Ninth in the world of over 80,000 bracket pools. Wake Up Call is ninth on Yahoo in the world. We have the ninth largest bracket pool in the world as of last night. My goal is to get to 300 people for the third year in a row. We're at 490 and counting this morning. So you got about an hour and a half to get your bracket inside of my bracket challenge. And you could get inside of the Wake Up Call bracket challenge by going to the Yahoo Tourney Pick'em and searching Wake Up Call. That's Wake Up Call. Three words, Wake Up Call. No hyphens. Or you can search brackets connected to Syracuse. Or you can follow the link. And I'm putting the link up on the live feed right now. So join, you can join the Wake Up Call bracket challenge, which is free and help make history, as we have been in the top 50 in the world in the last three years. We've been in the top 20. We've been in the top 25, and now we are in the top nine in the world. So join the bracket, and there it is. For those of you on Facebook and on MixLR, I'm going to put it in the live feed here so you can see it here. You can join the Wake Up Call Bracket Challenge. I'm going to send it off to you as well. So whether you're listening or watching, you got the link right now. It is coming to everybody In the live feed on MixLR, and there it is. So make sure you join the wake up call bracket challenge and help us make history. Getting back to it, as you see in my East bracket, Duke and UCF are moving on. Liberty and Virginia Tech, my first underdog, so to speak, is Liberty. Moving on here, Maryland and Belmont. This is a tough one. This is a tough one because if you watch these games, Belmont had themselves a nice little play in game here. So, you know, this is not, you know, necessarily, I think. A cakewalk for the Maryland Terrapins. If we go back and look at Maryland, who's the sixth seed? They're 22 and 10 this season, and you know they defeated Nebraska when Nebraska when Nebraska was ranked in the top 25. They defeated Iowa when Iowa was there as well. But at the same time, I, I just I look at Belmont and I look at what Belmont has done, and I look at the fact you know that these games have been pretty special as they've come in, and Belmont took care of Temple by 11 points. And I am actually going to go with another underdog, so to speak, and I am picking Belmont to advance. So I'm going with Belmont here, advancing through. And then LSU and Yale. This is an interesting situation because LSU is in a lot of trouble right now. So, you know, LSU, it's almost like, hey, you probably don't want to keep playing in this in this tournament, you know what I mean? And and whatnot, because you may you may end up losing the games that you won anyways. They may end up taking them away from you. LSU is in a very strange situation right now. And you know, they're trying to focus on the NCAA tournament amidst everything that's going on. Their coach Will Wade has had no contact with his players. He's suspended indefinitely right now and the Yale Bulldogs are no slouch by any stretch of the imagination, and Yale has had some success in recent history. So I guess my east bracket is just going to be the bracket of, of upset city. I'm going with Yale to face off against Belmont. So I am, you might think I'm crazy, but you know all these allegations and these things going on at LSU I think affects them right now, and they've been up and down anyways. The Louisville Cardinals up against Minnesota, I'm going with Louisville to win this one and I wrote really big in here so we're going to we're going to see that <laughs> kind of advance here and then Michigan State. I know Michigan State's had some bad days as a 2 seed but I think they'll have better days coming forward. So that's my east brackets so far. I have Duke and UCF. I have Liberty and Virginia Tech, Belmont and Yale, Louisville and Michigan State all advancing to the round of 32. And then in the Duke-UCF game, I'm going with Duke to advance. As I said, for those of you that are just tuning in and just started to watch, I had Duke as the most likely to win a national championship when the season began this season. And I'm going to go with Virginia Tech to move forward here in a nice ACC rematch. I think Liberty is good, but I don't necessarily think they're going to get that. So I got Duke and Virginia Tech meeting in the Sweet 16. I'm going to go with Yale. Yale to advance past Belmont, and I'm going to go with Michigan State because Louisville is up and down, and I think that Tom Izzo is going to get back to the winning side of things. And then ultimately, so we have in my Sweet 16 coming out of the east bracket, Duke and Virginia Tech, Yale and Michigan State. And then in the Elite 8, I'm going with Duke over Virginia Tech, and I'm going with Michigan State over Yale. So that sets up Duke and Michigan State for the right to play in the final four and that's that's where things stack up right now so i think that you know for me this is going to be a very interesting bracket here as as we move forward and kind of see you know what comes of this but you know with michigan state and duke moving forward i ultimately am picking duke as my first final four team So Duke will be advancing out of the east bracket and heading on to the final four. And you'll see that on video here in a second. Let's move on to the west bracket. The west bracket's right underneath the east bracket. And we have the Gonzaga Bulldogs going up against Fairleigh Dickinson. Fairleigh Dickinson took care of Prairie View A&M in Dayton, Ohio in the first four. I'm going with the Zags. Let's go Gonzaga here. And we have Syracuse going up against Baylor. This is a tough game. This is a tough game, folks. I want you to understand that this is not an easy team to play. This is no slouch. The Baylor Bears are third in defensive efficiency. They are third in defensive efficiency. Okay, They are a strong defensive team going up against a Syracuse team that struggles to break any type of defense this season and struggles against man struggles against zone, which blows my mind because they play zone. And if you play zone, you should be able to beat the zone. I mean, that's, that should be a given, right? If you play up, if, if you are the zone, you should know every weakness of the zone and every strength of the zone. So the Baylor bears are coming in here. Baylor's coming in though, you know, on a tough little road here, you know, Baylor had an ugly end to their season they lost three games in a row, or four games in a row, I should say, to Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Kansas, and to Iowa State. And so, you know, they're coming in kind of bruised here. And even though they have strong defensive efficiency, here's the thing. This game can go either way. I want you to know that this game can go either way. The defensive Baylor is going to say a lot. On top of that, no Frank Howard is going to say a lot. You can say what you want to say, that he's not he's – not, you know, strong on the offensive side, this that and the other thing. He just scored twenty eight points and in a game that Zion Williamson scored twenty-nine. Without Frank Howard, Syracuse would have gotten blown out by thirty against Duke. So just remember that. I'm gonna advance Syracuse, but I'm telling you right now, they're gonna to have to play, and this is contingent on them playing with that cohesive unit, playing together and playing for Frank Howard. I think we're going to see a Gonzaga-Syracuse rematch. You know, we got to see this in 2016. I got to cover the game and see it firsthand in Chicago. But I'm telling you right now, okay, I'm telling you right now, in all honesty, that Baylor game is going to be a difficult game for Syracuse to play, and I wouldn't be surprised if they lost the game. Gonzaga and Syracuse moving forward. Marquette and Murray State. I'm going to advance Marquette. Marquette, you know, with... Buzz Williams moving on has found a way to still be competitive and strong. And in this five twelve matchup, I'm gonna pick Marquette over Murray State. I think it's gonna be a close game though. Florida State and Vermont. This is an interesting game because you know that Vermont has taken down the likes of Syracuse before. So, you know, Vermont is not an easy team to play by any stretch of the imagination. They may they make it interesting. And but I am going to advance Florida State here. You know, I, I've talked about Florida State and you heard me talk with the players of Florida State and, and you can listen in to those interviews as I will be re-airing them uh, individually here. But, you know, when Florida State is is a very strong team that people don't give enough respect to, you know, it's, it's a football school, Dan, it's a football school, Dan. Yeah, well, then you're obviously not paying attention to what Leonard Hamilton is doing at Florida State. So I'm advancing Florida State to face off against Marquette. You got those Buffalo Bulls Bulls over Arizona State. They defeated Arizona last year, and I picked them to defeat Arizona. And now I'm picking them to defeat Arizona State. Buffalo is the team that you don't want to play. I, I don't care where they're seated. I don't care what's going on. You don't want to play Buffalo. So I got Buffalo moving forward, and I'm going to advance Texas Tech as well. So Texas Tech is moving on to face off against Buffalo. And then we have one of what, what I consider to be one of the toughest games of the round of 64. One of the most difficult games for me to decide in the round of 64 is Nevada and Florida. This is one of the most difficult games, in my opinion, one of the most difficult games to choose in the round of 64. It's going to be played in Des Moines, Iowa, which I had the blessing to be able to go to it was very hard for me to get to omaha nebraska so i had to fly from syracuse to i had to fly from syracuse to minneapolis minnesota and then i went from minneapolis to des moines iowa and then drove two hours to omaha nebraska just to cover the game between syracuse and duke so that's what i'm willing to do nevada is is a strong team here folks they're 29 and 4 they're first in the mountain west here utah state made it as well we look at what they've been able to do. They lost to San Diego State most recently, but Nevada's Nevada is a good team, and if you watched them in the tournament last year, Nevada is they, – they I mean, they have the Martin brothers, Caleb and Cody Martin, They and they have four guys on the team that score at least 11 points a game. You have Jordan Caroline, who has 17 points a game and just shy of a double-double with 9.6 rebounds. This Nevada Wolfpack team – is a very strong team. And then you got Florida on the other side of it as Florida's trying to, you know, come back and have a little bit of a resurgence in football and men's basketball. And, you know, but their scoring is is not as spread out. And, you know, I just I I can't go honestly, with all stretches of the I can't go against the Martin brothers. I can't do it. So I'm going with Nevada. I'm going with Nevada to come through this. And then Michigan and Montana. I'm gonna go with Michigan. And then for anybody that watched Nevada last season like I did, I had the opportunity to watch because when you go and you cover the teams and I was on the road in Detroit covering Syracuse, you get to, you know, obviously watch the other games before your game and after your game and whatnot, and, you know, watching this Nevada team and watching these Martin brothers, it was, you know, are they going to stay? Are they going to be there? And, you know, just what they can do. I'm going with Nevada in the next round. And I'm going with Buffalo over Texas Tech. These are two teams I just don't think you want to play. So, you know, how that looks. And then I'm going to go with Gonzaga over Syracuse. Don't be mad at me, folks. You know that I'm an impartial broadcaster, and even though I was born and raised in Syracuse, my job is to tell you the truth, and I'm going with Florida State. So this is setting up in the west bracket to be a truly awesome finish here as in my bracket I have Gonzaga and Florida State, Buffalo and Nevada. Loving this bracket right now. Think that this bracket is is awesome by all stretches of the imagination. So I think that this is definitely going to be one of the most fun brackets to watch this being the the west bracket as I have Nevada and Buffalo advancing to the sweet 16, Gonzaga and Florida State advancing. to to the Sweet 16 as well. And these are extremely tough games for me to choose. I'm going to go with Nevada over Buffalo. So I'm going to, I'm going to choose Nevada to move forward here. And see, this is where it gets difficult. Gonzaga and Florida State. This is where it gets really, really difficult (laughs) for me. Because Gonzaga is a they're a strong team every season, but they seem to flounder at certain points. They seem to now I shouldn't say flounder. I don't want to say flounder. Flounder's too 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 big of a word here. I'm not gonna say flounder, but they they have their moments of struggle. And Florida State is one of those teams that you just don't want to play. And again, if you think that Florida State is not a good team, you're not watching college basketball. You are not paying attention, okay? Terrence Mann, Phil Koffer you're not watching. Mifondu Cabangeli, you're not watching basketball if you think that Florida State is not going to potentially get to the Elite Eight in this thing. You know, and, and for Gonzaga, it's, you know... It's tough. This is a very, very tough game for me to choose. It's a very tough game for me to choose. So ultimately I'm going to go with Florida state. I'm going to go with Florida state and Florida state's going to go up against Nevada for the right to go into the final four in my bracket. And, uh, this is tough. This is so see, this is this is where the heat of the moment comes in, folks. This is where you get to see a little bit of uh sweat on the brow of Dan Satoras, so to speak. So you know what? Uh, you know what? See, see, because I'm in the moment right now. I'm in the moment. I'm in the moment and I can't do this. I gotta go with Gonzaga. I got to go with Gonzaga. I can't pick Florida State. I got to go with Gonzaga in here. I think <clears throat> I think Florida State's going to win a couple games, but I got to go with Gonzaga. I got to pick Gonzaga in this if I'm going to finalize this bracket. And I'm ultimately – so I'm going to pick Gonzaga over Florida State. Damn it, that's a tough one. And I'm going to pick Gonzaga to go to the Final Four. I'm going with Gonzaga to go to the Final Four. So Gonzaga's going to be my Final Four team out of the West bracket. Whew, that was a tough one. That was a very, that was a very tough game for me to choose. So as it stands right now, when we look at the east, I have Duke coming out of the east. And I have Gonzaga coming out of the west. And we will look at the other side of the bracket, the South and the Midwest, right after this on Wake Up Call with Dan Satorra. We're going to take a quick step aside for our final fast break on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And when I come back, I will unveil the entire other half of my bracket, and we will do the Final Four, the championship game, and the score right after this. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222. For the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Having peace of mind when you're out of town that your furry loving friend is safe and sound means taking them to canine campground because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So, take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin. Because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. <laughs> now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315 299 4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pick-up times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K, dot com. K9Campground.com.
1: When you're going out of town, bring your dog to K9 Campground.
0: Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find, unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy browse their products on penandtrophy.com that's penandtrophy.com and call them for more information at 315-422-8797 that's 315-422-8797
1: Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township Five. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature Top It breakfast bar with over 30 different toppings to personalize the most important meal of the day, all complimentary with your stay. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus, Hilton quality service at the most affordable price.
0: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wake DT, hanging out with you here inside of the Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora studios. And I thank you so much for tuning in every single year. I unveil my entire brackets for Division I men's basketball to each and every single one of you. We always do it on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT, listening in live. Well, this year we're doing it on live video and audio. So you're watching the release of my bracket on facebook.com backslash live now DT, and you're listening into it on mixlr.com. Dot com backslash dt Make sure that you join us right now. We're about to hit 500 people. Yesterday, my goal is to hit 300. This morning, 24 hours later, we are en route to hitting 500 people. We are in the top 15 bracket pools out of over 80,000 bracket pools on Yahoo, Turdy, Pick'em in the world. We are in the top 15. And I want to stay in the top 10. So let's make it happen, folks. <clears throat> join in the wake up call Bracket Challenge. We are the highest Syracuse-linked bracket, and we are also in the top 15 in the world of over, now it's 90,000. There's 91,198 bracket pools. We're on the front page of Yahoo for the third year in a row, and we are number 11 right now. So join in the Wake Up Call Bracket Challenge on Yahoo, and you can do that. And I'm going to send you the link right now so we can connect you here to the Wake up call bracket pool. So you can join it by going right here. So if you're on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT, you have the link there. If you're on Facebook at call DT, you have the link there. Or, or Facebook at wake up call DT, pardon me. You have the link there and you have the link here. And on Twitter, it's at call DT. You'll find it. So join the free wake up call bracket challenge and I'm adding it here to the live feed right now so that you have it. So there you go. So if you want to if you want to join it you got about a little over an hour to join it and enter your bracket so make sure that you do that right now. And as we get back to the brackets and my unveiling of the bracket, I did the west and I did the east. I have Duke coming out of the east. I have Gonzaga coming out of the west and it is now my time to share with you the rest of my bracket, which means we got to go to the other side of the bracket and we're going to start in the south. We have Virginia facing off against Gardner-Webb. Virginia being a one-seed is a good thing. It's also kind of a bad thing because Virginia doesn't seem to win when they are at the top of these things. They seem to be – I mean, they should be a team that vies for a championship this season and the last couple seasons, arguably, but they struggle. When they're in the NCAA tournament, so I have, and in the ACC tournament, they tend to struggle as well when it comes down to the nitty gritty. I have Virginia advancing here, Mississippi and Oklahoma. I'm going with Ole Miss to face off against Virginia, and then in the next part of the bracket, Wisconsin and Oregon. Oregon is is a unique little situation here. Because Oregon's in a place where they're not used to being, and that is being a 12 seed, and that is being the lower seed. So you're not used to seeing Oregon there. How did they get there? Well, they defeated Washington. And defeating Washington in the finals of the Pac-12 tournament, they didn't only defeat Washington, they defeated them by 20, which got them to this position that they're in. Oregon is coming into the NCAA tournament on an eight-game winning streak where they've defeated Arizona State, Arizona, Washington State, Washington twice, Washington State once again, Utah and Arizona State once again. So they beat on this eight-game winning streak, they've beaten a bunch of teams twice inside of the Pac-Twelve, and they will face off against Wisconsin. And Wisconsin in this game see it's here's the thing about I'll get to that in a second but Wisconsin comes in at 23 and 10 Wisconsin lost to Michigan State in the semifinals of the Big 10 tournament they defeated Nebraska, Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State along the way. They are 4 and 1 in their last 5 games but here's the thing. When I I can't bet against, bet against Wisconsin. Because when I bet against Wisconsin, they advance. And they usually advance pretty damn far. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin in this one. I think they outdo Oregon. Even though I think this is going to be a close game, and I do think Oregon's got a shot at this game, I'm going to ultimately go with with Wisconsin. And then I'm going with Kansas State to face off against Wisconsin. And so we'll get back up to the top part of the bracket in a moment here. Villanova and St. Mary's. This is an interesting game because St. Mary's is a strong team and St. Mary's defeated Gonzaga to win the WCC. Villanova's in unfamiliar territory in the middle of a bracket instead of being a one seed or a two seed. they are six, but I'm going to advance Jay Wright and Nova. It's hard to bet against Nova in the NCAA tournament. And then Purdue and Old Dominion. Guess what, folks? This old Dominion team that Syracuse faced off against—they're in the tournament now. Thank goodness for Syracuse. <laughs> they're on the other side of things as Old Dominion is facing off against Purdue. And when we go and we look at this matchup between Old Dominion and Purdue here, I want to—I want to get to that here and, and kind of talk to you about it. A three against a fourteen seed here. This is this is going to be an interesting game. Ninety-two point eight percent of one of these predictors has Purdue winning this game. You know, nobody really given Old Dominion a chance in, in this in this predictor that I'm looking at right now. But Old Dominion came out of Conference USA by winning the Conference USA tournament and automatically punching their ticket to the NCAA tournament. And when we look at the Old Dominion monarchs, this is a team that defeated Syracuse after not playing Syracuse for over two decades. They got BJ Stith and Ahmad Caver on the team, Xavier Green as well, Marquise Godwin we look at this matchup, and I also look at the fact that Purdue historically seems to struggle in the NCAA tournament. But ultimately, I'm going to go with Purdue in this game. I'm going to pick Purdue to move forward. I've just learned to not pick Purdue to go necessarily all the way or a long part of the way. Cincinnati and Iowa, I'm going with Cincy. Cincy's had a good season here. Not that Iowa hasn't, but I'm going with Cincy here. I think they'll make a little splash. And then Tennessee and Colgate. Tennessee and Colgate, folks. Tennessee has been up and down this season. Colgate's in their first NCAA tournament in 23 years. So this is a great opportunity for Colgate. And Tennessee, if they overlook Colgate by any stretch of the imagination, this could be a little bit of a dangerous game, right? Because Tennessee could walk into the, and I'm not saying that they will, but some teams walk into games going, who's going to beat us? We're from the SEC. Who's going to take us down? You know, And they look at this situation with Colgate and say, where is Colgate? Who is Colgate? Now, Colgate's going to have a lot of fans there. It's like how St. Bonnie's did it last year. They're going to make it awesome. But I'm ultimately going to pick Tennessee to advance. So that leaves us advancing to the round of 32 in my south bracket, I have Virginia advancing in my south bracket over Gardner-Webb. I have Ole Miss over Oklahoma, Wisconsin over Oregon, Kansas State over UC Irvine, Villanova over St. Mary's, Purdue over Old Dominion, Cincinnati over Iowa, and Tennessee over Colgate as we move on here in the south bracket. Now Virginia and Ole Miss, I'm going to advance Virginia. I'm going to let them go a little bit farther here. Like I said, I've kind of learned my lesson that you can't bank on Virginia to go to the Final Four necessarily, and I'm going to advance Wisconsin. I don't typically advance Wisconsin, and I always end up paying for it, so I'm going to advance Wisconsin. And then we have Villanova and Purdue. I'm going to lean on Villanova here. And we have Tennessee and Cincinnati. I'm advancing Cincinnati. So I think Cincinnati's got something here to give, and I think Tennessee has some weakness. So I'm going with Virginia and Wisconsin, Nova and Cincinnati to advance here. So Virginia over Ole Miss, Wisconsin over Kansas State, Villanova over Purdue, and Cincinnati over Tennessee, which sets up the South Bracket to be in the Sweet 16. We'll have Virginia and Wisconsin, Villanova and Cincinnati. Coming out of this, I'm picking Wisconsin over Virginia. And I'm going to go with, this is a tough one. This is a very tough game, Cincinnati and Villanova. Because Cincinnati, again, they're better than what people, I, 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 if you don't pay attention and you're, ah, the American athletic guy, ah, who cares, whatever, you don't know what Cincinnati can do. And, you know, Cincinnati to me, I wanna, I want to take a look at Cincinnati here. Cincinnati is 28 and 6 on the season. They were second only to Houston, yet they defeated Houston in the American Athletic Conference Tournament Championship game by 12. So they got some revenge there. They, they defeated Wichita State on the way as well. You know, you, you think about Wichita State going to the American Athletic and oh, okay, so Wichita State's going to go to the American Athletic, so they're going to be the top team. Like they're going to go in there and they're going to have a cakewalk, right? They're going to they're going to punch their ticket every single season. Nope. Cincinnati's good. Houston's good. UCF has gotten better. Temple got in in the play in game this season. UConn will be back up at some point. They had a rough season this season. Cincinnati is not the tight. Cincinnati, I look at Cincinnati kind of like Nevada. They're the team you don't want to play. And I think the deeper they get in the tournament, the more dangerous they get in the tournament. So, you know, I like Cincinnati and I like what Cincinnati can bring to the table here. That's why I got them defeating Tennessee. And they have a Cumberland and a Keith Williams running the, you know, offensively, but it's split. I mean, these, you got... You got Cumberland with eighteen point eight points per game. You got Keith Williams with ten, Trey Scott with nine point three, Kane Broom with eight point three, Justin Jennifer with eight point two, and you got Brooks with eight. So you got you know it's it's spread out offensively on this team. And then when you look at Villanova in this matchup that I have created here in my brackets, the Villanova Wildcats, when we look at at Villanova, I mean this is this is just again, it's a team that you don't want to play. By any stretch of the imagination, you don't want to play Villanova. Whenever it comes to getting into tournament time, you don't want to play them. They have Phil Booth leading the way, eighteen point six points per game. You have Pascal behind them with eighteen po- or sixteen point five. Pardon me. Colin Gillespie with eleven point one. You have Sadiq Bay with 8.45 five rebounds a game as well. And you know you got a team that's averaging seventy four and a half points per game. And you got a team in Cincinnati averaging 71.8 points per game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a good matchup. sofka has got Oregon. See, that's the that's a tough one, Mike. Mike's here on our live feed on Facebook.com backslash live now. DT. He's got <clears throat> Oregon, and I and I can see that. I could definitely see that. It's it's hard for me to bet against Wisconsin because, like I said, whenever I do, they go far. So this is either going to work out for me finally, or it's going to be the opposite. You know, if you bet against Wisconsin, they win. If you bet for them, they lose. But, you know, I, I think I think that Oregon, it's a 5-12, and it's a danger zone. The funny thing about this 5-12 matchup is that it's against two Power 5 teams. So, you got Wisconsin out of the Big Ten, and you got Oregon out of the Pac-12, but because Oregon had a subpar season, yet they ran, ran through the Pac-12 tournament, That's why we see them here. But it's atypical to see a 12-seeded Oregon and a 5-seeded Wisconsin. It would make more sense to see Wisconsin against UC Irvine or Wisconsin against Old Dominion in the round of 64. But it's different this year because of what Oregon didn't do and then did at the end of the season. But I'm going with Wisconsin and Virginia, Nova and Cincinnati. And ultimately, this is so tough for me. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So I got Wisconsin and Cincinnati <laughs> coming out of this bracket here. In the south bracket, I have them advancing. So I'm choosing Cincinnati over Villanova and Wisconsin over Virginia. And I'm ultimately picking Cincinnati. This is this is my first bold pick. I'm picking Cincinnati to go to the Final Four. I think they're going to beat Villanova. I'm picking Cincinnati to go to the Final Four. My final bracket here is the Midwest bracket. And the Midwest bracket, North Carolina over Iona. Let's start this one off. Utah State and Washington. I'm going with Mike Hopkins and his Huskies. Two-time Pac-12 Coach of the Year and has only been in the Pac-12 for two seasons. So do the math. 100% of the time, he's the Coach of the Year there. New Mexico State and Auburn. I'm going to go with Auburn. This could be another upset, but I'm going to go with Auburn. Kansas and Northeastern. Kansas is in the middle of the bracket here, kind of a strange place for them to be in. I'm going to go with Kansas. And then we have Iowa State and Ohio State. Here's another weird one. Ohio State being an 11 seed and Iowa State being a 6. You know what I mean? This is is a strange – not that Iowa State being a 6 seed, but the strangeness of Ohio State – being an 11 seed in this year's tournament. Very atypical to see that be the case. Now Iowa State in the Big 12 finished 23 and 11 overall in the Big 12. They were 9 and 9. Did not have themselves a tremendous season by any stretch of the imagination, but they defeated Kansas. So, and you know, in defeating Kansas, they won the Big 12 tournament, which threw everything into a tizzy here when those things happen. It changes the game, and it bumps some of those bubble teams out. So Iowa State's coming in firing, and Ohio State's coming in, eh. I'm going to go with Iowa State. I think it's very interesting here that Iowa State is in this bracket, and so is Kansas, and Iowa State had defeated them. And then we have Houston and Georgia State. I'm going to advance Houston. And then we have, here's another strange piece. This game right here, Wofford and Seton Hall. Seton Hall of the Big East, a 10 seed. Wofford is the higher seed. Wofford has been ranked in the top 25. Wofford is a dangerous team to play, and Wofford is moving on. We saw Wofford do something interesting in these last couple seasons, but now they're a top 25 ranked team that's the higher seed in the tournament. So Wofford has turned the corner real quick. And we'll look to see if they can not buy into their own hype and make it happen. I got Kentucky advancing over Abilene Christian. And then we have Wofford and Kentucky. We'll work our way up here. I'm going with Kentucky. And I'm going to go with Iowa State and Houston. I'm going to go with Houston. So that leaves us here in a matchup that's going to feature in the Sweet 16. Houston and Kentucky. I think that that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a fun game to watch. So... Once again, with them advancing, we have Houston and Kentucky in the Sweet 16. And then I have the Kansas-Auburn game. I'm going to go with Kansas. It's a tough one. And I'm going to go with North Carolina over Washington. So that sets up the other piece of the Sweet 16 is North Carolina and Kansas which you would think could be a Final Four game. You know. You would think in normal years when you see North Carolina and Kansas that we're talking about the Elite Eight or we're talking about the Final Four. No, we're talking about the Sweet 16 in the same bracket. Now, what did Mike say? The kid from Wofford, from Orlando, First Academy, will be the highest-scoring player in NCAA history in the first game, Fletcher McGee. So shout-out to Mike Sofka on doing his research. You know Mike Sofka from Fantasy Football. He owns Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com and him and I will be back on the air together very soon. We typically do Thursdays together. You'll hear him very soon inside of college basketball. It's gotten a little bit crazy and in traveling, but Mike will be rejoining the show very, very shortly here, and I'm excited to have Mike back on the broadcast as we talk about fantasy football, and there's not a better person to share the fantasy football airwaves with than Mike Sofka, in my opinion. So North Carolina's going up against Kansas in my bracket. Houston's going up against Kentucky, which is going to set up... North Carolina against Kentucky. So this is, you know, this, this bracket kind of looks to me to be, you know, well it's 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 not an underdog bracket. Well, I mean, I guess I didn't do it. in in two brackets I went with some underdogs and in two other ones I didn't. And I'll show you my entire bracket here in a second. So North Carolina against Kentucky for the rights to go to the Final Four. (laughs) Heh. This this, you know, now that you know, these are the points that you get to where you go, okay, this is not fun. North Carolina and Kentucky, you know, I mean it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great basketball, but it's not fun in the sense of having to choose the victor in this game of North Carolina and Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky, they're twenty seven and six this year. A little bit quiet, you know, more quiet than than you're used to them being. LSU's had a good season; they finished at the top in the regular season standings of the SEC, and Tennessee was right up there with Kentucky. So teams have gotten better inside of the SEC. Obviously, Florida has gotten better as well. Tennessee is one and two against Tennessee. Pardon me, Kentucky's one and two against Tennessee this season, and they've had a tough go at it here. But I still think that they're dangerous because they're Kentucky. Then North Carolina went up against what I consider to be the best team in college basketball, that being Duke, and they lost by one point. And I think that that was more on them than anything. They didn't take a timeout. They had almost seven seconds on the clock. They didn't drive to the basket. They lost by one point. I think they're going to avenge I'm going to go with North Carolina. I'm going with North Carolina. So that means in my bracket, my final four – let's bring up the final four here so you can see them my final four coming out of the east we have duke coming out of the west we have gonzaga coming out of the south this is a tough one for me i don't think it's going to be virginia and i don't necessarily think it's going to be tennessee but i don't know if it's going to be cincinnati that was probably the toughest one for me to pick and we have north carolina so that is my final four Folks, Duke, Gonzaga, Cincinnati, North Carolina. Duke, Gonzaga, Cincinnati, North Carolina. And I think what we're setting up here is a rematch. Of Duke and North Carolina in the championship game. That is my championship game. Duke and North Carolina. So with all of the underdogs that I chose... I think it's going to end up being 2-1 seeds, both from the ACC, Duke and North Carolina. North Carolina wants another shot. North Carolina's 2-1 and one against Duke this season. 2-1 <clears throat> and one against Duke. Now granted, Zion Williamson didn't play in those games. But when Zion Williamson did play in the game, they only lost by one point. North Carolina's got a ton of firepower. That is not spoken about enough because everybody's talking about Zion Williamson. And listen, Zion Williamson is a tremendous athlete to watch. Tremendous athlete to watch. By all stretches of the imagination, it's great to watch Zion Williamson. But it's wrong to overlook North Carolina because you're paying attention to Zion Williamson. So my final four, Duke, Gonzaga, Cincinnati, North Carolina. Duke and North Carolina advancing, probably the hardest championship that I have to choose. But I have to choose it. And this is tough because Duke is going to have to play Michigan State in my bracket, and I think Virginia Tech is going to be tough against Duke. I think North Carolina is going to have a tough road against Kentucky. But ultimately, I have to choose a champion. I have to choose a champion. And I said at the beginning of the season that I thought Duke had the best chance of winning a national championship. But the team that I am picking to win the national championship, the team that I am choosing to win it all in my bracket challenge, is North Carolina, because I think North Carolina beat themselves against Duke in this last game. Everybody was healthy on Duke. R.J. Barrett was out there. Trey Jones was out there. Cam Reddish was out there. Zion Williamson was out there. Everybody was out there. Everybody was out there, was out there. and they lost by a point, point. and I think it was because of bad decision-making on the side of Roy Williams at the end of the game. So at the beginning of the season, I told you if I had to pick a team to win the championship, i picked Duke. I have Duke in the championship. And as the season's gone on, I saw them face off against one another in the semifinals. And I think the only team in this entire thing with the best shot of defeating Duke is North Carolina. I'm picking North Carolina to win the championship 75 to 71. That's 75 to 71. And I believe now I can show you. Am I able to show you my bracket? Let's see if I can show you my entire bracket on the Yahoo Tourney Pick'em. I want to see if I can show it to you here. See if I can bring it up so you can see it for yourself. See if they'll let me. Sometimes they don't let you unveil your bracket until the games officially start. So it might say you're not allowed to. Yeah, it says you cannot view this at this time. So my brackets, I will tell you once again here. In the east, I have Duke over North Dakota State, UCF over VCU, Liberty over Mississippi State, Virginia Tech over St. Louis. Let's get me back on screen here. Let's not have you stare at stare at the darkness here. So giving you my bracket once again, I have Belmont over Maryland, Yale over LSU. In the Duke bracket, I have the biggest upsets. But I ultimately have Duke coming out of it. So even though it's the biggest upsets, at the end of it, it's status quo, so to speak. I have Louisville, and I have Michigan State. In the Sweet 16, coming out of the East, I have Duke going up against Virginia Tech with Duke winning. Yale going up against Michigan State with Michigan State winning. Tom Izzo versus Coach K, and I got Duke advancing to the Final Four. In the West bracket, Syracuse's bracket, I have—well, I should say Gonzaga's bracket, that Syracuse is in— I have Gonzaga over Fairleigh Dickinson. Syracuse very well could lose this game against Baylor, third in defensive efficiency. But I have Syracuse advancing one game here. Syracuse going up against Gonzaga. Gonzaga winning. Marquette over Murray State in the round of 64. Florida State State over Vermont. Florida State over Marquette. Gonzaga and Florida State in the Sweet 16 with Gonzaga moving on. Could be Florida State, though. Buffalo and Arizona State. I have Buffalo, Texas Tech over Northern Kentucky. Buffalo defeating Texas Tech and then I have Nevada over Florida and Michigan over Montana. Michigan and Nevada going up against each other, choosing Nevada over Michigan. Buffalo and Nevada choosing Nevada. Gonzaga over Florida State. Gonzaga faces Nevada in the Elite Eight. Gonzaga goes to the Final Four. In the South bracket, I have Virginia over Gardner-Webb, Ole Miss over Oklahoma, Wisconsin over Oregon, Kansas State over UC Irvine, Villanova over St. Mary's, Purdue over Old Dominion, Cincinnati over Iowa, Tennessee over Colgate. I think this is the only bracket's in the round of 64, where I chose the higher seed in every single matchup in the round of 64 to advance to the round of 32. I have Virginia over Ole Miss, Wisconsin over Kansas State, Villanova over Purdue, and Cincinnati over Tennessee, Cincinnati over Villanova, and Wisconsin over Virginia, with Cincinnati advancing to the final four in the south bracket. I have North Carolina over Iona, Washington over Utah State, Mike Hopkins, shout out, Auburn over New Mexico State, Kansas over Northeastern, Iowa State over Ohio State, Houston over Georgia State, Wofford over Seton Hall, and and Kentucky over Abilene Christian. In the round of 32, advancing to the Sweet 16, I have North Carolina over Washington, Kansas over Auburn, Houston over Iowa State, and Kentucky over Wofford. Houston and Kentucky, I have Kentucky. Kansas and North Carolina, I have North Carolina. North Carolina and Kentucky facing off in the Elite Eight, I have North Carolina. My final four are... Duke, Gonzaga, Cincinnati, and North Carolina. Duke and Gonzaga, Duke, Cincinnati, North Carolina, North Carolina, and North Carolina winning the national championship 75-71 to over Duke in a rematch and the fourth game that they will play against each other this season. I have North Carolina winning it all. So at the beginning of the season, I told you I thought Duke had the best chance to win it all, and I think the only team that can beat them is North Carolina, and I think that they do ultimately with Duke advancing to the final game but not winning the final game. So, that is my bracket. It is a fi- it is official here. And that is what I am going with. North Carolina and Duke in the National Championship game with North Carolina winning 75 to 71 over Duke. If you have not gotten your bracket into the ya- to the Yahoo Tourney Pick 'em, make sure you go to Yahoo Tourney Pick 'em and search Wake Up Call. Wake Up Call three words, Wake Up Call no hyphens. Or you can search Syracuse Connected Brackets. You can search by team logo. So if you search for Syracuse, if you search for Wake Up Call or Group 20226, you will find us. Or you can follow the direct link that I put up here on the live feed on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT or on the live feed on internet radio, which I put on MixLR dot com backslash wake up call dt or you can go to facebook at wake up call dt or twitter at call dt and follow the links there so so many different places to find the links and find your way to it we have over 500 members we have crossed 500 now we have done it folks we have officially crossed 500 members my goal was to get to 300 for the third year in a row and you got me to over 500 people and the way that we look right now if you go to the front page of the Yahoo Tourney Pick'em, and you scroll down and it says find a group to join, if you click on that, we're in the top of the groups in the world. There are over 90,000 bracket pools, and the way that it stands right now, we are the 11th bracket pool of over 91,000 brackets in the world. We are 11th, and that's because they didn't even update the numbers yet. So we're higher than that right now because they didn't update us to over 500. So we actually should be in the top 10 once again. So let's stay in the top 10, folks. We've been in the top 50 in the world. We've been in the top 20, and now I'm trying to be in the top 15, top 10. Let's make it happen. Over 500 people have entered their brackets in the Wake Up Call Bracket Challenge on Yahoo. Our winner, so make sure when you enter your bracket, do not hide your email. Make your email visible because whoever wins the Wake Up Call bracket challenge is getting a personalized customized trophy from the Penn and Trophy Center. And so we have to be able to reach you to get you that trophy from the Penn and Trophy Center, which if you know the Penn and Trophy Center, they're amazing. Go to penandtrophy.com. That's pen a n d trophy.com and see how amazing their trophies are. And obviously we do our fantasy football trophies through them, the toilet bowl for last place and first place the mini Lombardi trophy. So make sure that you definitely connect yourself to the Wake Up Call Bracket Challenge and you make it visible so that we can see your email. So if you are the winning bracket, I can get the trophy out to you wherever you are. So thank you so much for tuning in. My official bracket release has happened. I want to thank Amani Free for joining me in the middle of the show. She plays for Quinnipiac. She used to play for CNS. She will find her way back into central New York as Quinnipiac will play their NCAA tournament beginning here in Syracuse, New York. So we get to see Syracuse and we get to see a Central New York native all at the same time. I will be at those games and I can't wait. And I thank everybody so much. And Coach Q and I, I want to make this known really quick here. Coach Q and I are going to be doing a live broadcast ahead of Syracuse hosting the NCAA tournament first and second rounds and ahead of Syracuse women's basketball's first game of the NCAA tournament which is here at home. So Q's is truly in the house. Oh, my God. And you'll have the opportunity to see Coach Q and I in the house, and that house being the Press Room Pub today from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. We will be at the Press Room Pub today, March 21st, 530 to 630. Come out and see Coach Q and I at the Press Room Pub. Free parking, plenty of parking. No, no no, place in downtown Syracuse like the Press Room when it comes to the amount of parking that we have and the opportunity that you have to come in and have a great time. It's a massive place, multiple dining areas, full bar, great menu. Specials change every single week. Definitely come in and hang out. Shout out to Frank Bell, who's one of the best chefs in Central and upstate New York. So come out and see us at the Press Room Pub today. And also to let you know here really quick that Wake Up Call with Dan Satora would like to thank every single one of the partners that we have. Carvel DeWitt, Honda City of Liverpool, the Wildcat Sports Pub, the Penn and Trophy Center, Painting with a Twist, DeWitt on Erie Boulevard, Home Team Pub in Liverpool. We'd also like to thank Press Room Pub, Drysig Apparel and sick Lady, Utah Utica Pizza Company, Canine Campground Dog Boarding and Doggy Daycare, True by Hilton Camillus in Township Five, Fan Hands Frightmare Farms, The Museum of Intrigue. I want to thank each and every single one of you. I think I said Honda City, but <laughs> we'll say Honda City again. I want to thank all of you for being a part of Wake Up Call and our mission. Listen to Wake Up Call with Dan Santora live every Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Mix LR. .com/wakeupcall dt and after that you will go to the archives and if you search Wake up call with Dan Tortora on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, the RSS feed, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, you will find our archive which is constantly growing and on Podbean we are featuring over 1200 episodes of Wake Up call with Dan Tortora. So make sure that you head out there we are almost at 110,000 downloads which is over 400,000 plays. Thank you so much for your support. God bless each and every single one of you. And make sure that you continue with us on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. I can't thank you enough for everything. I can't thank you enough for another successful bracket unveiling on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. And I hope you all have a tremendous day. Enjoy the tournament. I will be watching all the games. This is my favorite part of the tournament. If I was the head of the NCAA selection committee, I would make every round. <laughs> I would make every round the first round the the round of 64. I would make every round the round of 64. 16 games a day from noon until past midnight. I love it. So watch them, enjoy them, see how your bracket does and make sure you enter your bracket in the wake up call bracket challenge. Let's make history. We are in the top 15 in the world of over 91,000 brackets right now. It's the highest we've ever been. Let's go even higher. We got an hour to get this done, less than an hour to get this done, folks. Let's make it happen. I appreciate y'all. I thank you all for everything. God bless you and have a great day and happy tourney time. Let's enjoy it. Let's have some fun.